Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. Michael McQueen, joined by Colin Cronin, Stuart Roach. Uh, first off, this is our first show since the schedule dropped and it's great to listen or great to chat to everyone again. It's been a quiet enough couple of weeks uh, with the Broncos busy enough in Colorado with the Avs and Tim Connolly making a bit of news this week. Hopefully none of that happens to us over this this, this period of this season, but um, I'll definitely take the Avs success for the Broncos in the field. Colin, uh, I know you're a big NBA fan and you're just devastated that this Tim Conley news, yeah? Well, it's um, Stan Kroenke. Uh, you don't have to be an NBA fan to know, to understand what's uh, going on there. Uh, pleased for for the Avs, especially as, um, you know, the their their opponents seem to, um, you know, be the Leeds, the, the Patriots, engaged in all sorts of um, dirty, nefarious tactics. And um, yeah, I look, th- this is the time of year for me, OTAs, uh, I least enjoy because we know that everybody's in the best shape of their life. Um, everybody's coming up with new schemes. Everything gets um, analyzed, uh, you know, and we've seen this. Like, I, I do think when we get it, we're going to get into it. It's going to be so much better this year. But like, we're all here. We all remember we're, we're only a few years on from, oh, Case Keenum isn't throwing uh, interceptions uh, during training camp and Patrick Mahomes is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, nothing matters until football begins in September. If you enjoy it, it great, enjoy it, but realize that none of it essentially matters at all. Sounds like a t-shirt idea and nothing really matters. Um, something that does matter. Stuart Roach, Stuart, you're a big NBA fan. Would you like to see Stan Kroenke on the Broncos? <laughs> uh, I'm, I am a pretty big basketball fan. Um, it's rekindled recently because it's more accessible on TV and also because my youngest son is showing great promise as a basketball player. Uh, so yes, I am a fan. I would absolutely not like Stan Kroenke to own any team um, associated with Denver. Um, because I don't think he's a very good owner. So, um, you know, I think uh, the chap who owns uh, Walmart, was not the fellow who was supposed to be buying, what's his name again? I can't remember his name. Um, Robert Walton. Walton, yeah, I thought he was, I nearly said Bill Walton. See, my brain has been scrambled by NBA speak. Uh, Walton, I thought he was the leader in the clubhouse. Um, so I just assumed that was a done deal. But maybe he has a situation. I mean, look, Cronky. You know, he, I, I guess it depends which Kroenke you're getting. You know, are you getting the Arsenal one or are you getting the Rams one? The Rams one is, is successful. The Arsenal one isn't. We could look at our own teams that we're affiliated with. People in Tampa Bay might now think that the, the Glazers are fantastic owners, whereas 99.9% .9 of Manchester United owners would happily um, drive them to the airport. Oh, no, actually, they wouldn't need to drive them to the airport because they're never in Manchester because they're too scared. Uh, so, no, I wouldn't have wanted anything to do with Cronky if that's at all possible. Um, but then again, I mean, I think we said here months ago, just want the ownership thing to be sorted and then kind of forget about the owner, not really see him or her, um, just sort of, you know, disappear into the background. Um, so that would be my 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 sort of my feelings on the matter. But no, Cronky wouldn't be somebody I'd be, I'd be uh, welcoming. With huge enthusiasm but let's stay positive Michael it's yes, all been positive let, 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 let's stay positive we, we have a season coming up a season ahead of us and uh, we're gonna the, in this podcast and in next week's podcast we're going to we do this every season I predict the Broncos schedule our, our overall record and um, so we're gonna go to the first half I think it's not, it's exactly half we're, we're gonna go towards London and then we're gonna stop this week and we'll be back next week with the second half and we'll see our overall record and uh, before we start this Broncos have got three preseason games and um, two of them are at two in the morning our time and one of them is on a Saturday at 6pm our time which is great they're all on NFL Network which is great for us as well uh, the, the Cowboys at the Bills and against Minnesota before we open up uh, against Seattle in Monday Night Football um, are, are we all taking a win here for, for this game? yeah we're just going to take the win and move on this is a huge like this like this game, like I can't wait to see Colin, the reaction that Russell Wilson gets when he goes back onto that field again, especially in Seattle. Like he he won't have played a like a, a meaningful down since he left, and then his first meaningful down is going to be against the Seahawks. Uh, let's let's start it off. Let's have a bit of crack here. Uh, who who wins this game and why? It's going to be very interesting to see if Locke plays any of the preseason games. Certainly over the last few years, you've seen teams really move away from their starters playing in preseason. Justin Herbert has never taken a single snap. So that will be interesting to see. Russ may take a couple. This, um, you know, for the, the Seahawks, interesting stories coming out this week that apparently uh, as OTAs begin, Geno Smith is in the driving seat to be the QB. That was a long time to go before 
September begins. So um, the, Drew Locke has plenty of times, but this it, this is if you're a Seahawks fan and, and you're watching this play out, this is what it was like to be a Broncos fan over the last few years. Camp battles between Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch, camp battles between Teddy Bridgewater and, and Drew Locke. The Broncos have to win this game. Simple as, yeah, it's not going to be easy. The crowd are certainly going to be up for it. They'll undoubtedly be raising the 12th man flag and Pete Carroll will be all out to um you know get a, a victory uh, against russell wilson i don't think there is a whole lot of um good feeling in any way shape or form we've seen the noises that came out of seattle after russ left so they they will and we know that pete isn't um afraid to uh, engage in interesting tactics let's put it that way but i really think that for the the broncos it they need to get a win and and russ will want to get a, a win obviously against uh seattle he has spoken fondly of the place if not uh the the coach and front office but he has spoken time and time again about his fondness for seattle and 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 everything he he owes to them but i think the broncos need to start the nathaniel hackett era the russell wilson era with a victory and i believe they can do that to start the season one and oh I'm going to say one of those as well, Stuart. I think that Pete Carroll is on the hot seat in Seattle, and I think this is his last year. Um, I, I agree. It's intriguing to see the whole quarterback situation there. Could Baker Mayfield come in? It's, it's just it's going to take time. And I still think, regardless who's on our center for the Seahawks, I think Bolson goes in and makes a statement win in primetime. Uh, Joe Buck, Troy, Troy Aikman's first ESPN game. It's got a lot of stuff written over it, apart from the fact it's on a city o'clock in the morning. Stuart, uh, have you got us going one of them as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think uh, just what Colin was saying, I think the offensive coordinator, the Seahawks, was saying Geno Smith is in the driving seat, but then he he added a proviso. That was because he was already in situ from last season. Geno Smith is a diabolical quarterback, so if Locke can't beat out Geno Smith, then... Uh, he's got even more problems than we thought. Um, I'd expect Locke to win that battle. Because um, I think, in fairness, Locke won the battle last year in training camp, but just our old curmudgeonly uncle, Vic, decided that he was going to go with the guy who was going to help keep him in a job and went predictably as we all fell asleep around the middle of October and just recently woke up. So I think Locke will play. I think, obviously, Locke's got a big arm. you got somebody like Metcalf. It's going to be dangerous. The Seahawks... You know, they're a team that traditionally run the ball well and they've had a good defense, although there's been kind of a, there's been a little bit with the Seahawks. I don't, I don't really watch the Seahawks much. Anytime I've watched them, you know, it's mainly been Metcalf, these running game and Russell Wilson running around, making plays out of nothing. Um, and their defense isn't as good as it was. I mean, they've lost nearly all the members of the Legion of Boom. I think there's only one of them left now. Um, so there's an element of of their reputation kind of lingering Um but not necessarily deservedly so. I don't think the Seahawks have ranked particularly high on defense over the last few years. They do have, that is one of those really loud stadiums. You can even hear it from the television. Um, I think that does affect other teams going in there, but I, I'd expect the Broncos to, to win that game. I don't think it'll be easy because I don't think opening day, there's always one crazy result on opening day. I think we, we've all, you know, we, we all know them. Um, I don't think it's going to be us losing to the Seahawks, but you do get peculiar results for a week or two as teams really begin to gel. But I think 
if this is this is the kind of game that we probably would have lost last year or the year before. Well, we certainly would have lost the year before, but we probably would have lost last year. So I'd, I'd like to think we can go in, get the win. We do have a lot of weapons. And Russell Wilson's going to have a point to prove, I think, as, as Colin and yourself are saying. He does seem to like the fans. I think the fans will give him a good reception. But at the end of the day, speaking in very sort of blunt terms, Seahawks chose Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson. That's kind of what it came down to because that was the storyline going into this offseason. They chose Pete Carroll. Um, which is a peculiar thing to do because franchise quarterbacks are very difficult to come by. And Pete Carroll's about 140, despite his youthful looks. So that was a very odd decision. So Russell Wilson's going to really want to win it. And I think more importantly, the Broncos are going to want to win it for him. Um, so I'd expect us to win that one. I don't think it'll be easy, as I said, but I think it will win it by a touchdown. Week two. Uh, so we're all, we're all one and all after the first. This, this is interesting. Let's see if we're all two and all after this. Houston. Um, Lobby Smith coming into Houston clearly in a in a huge sort of rebuild mode, trying to find themselves th- this season. Um, I lads, I think if you go to Seattle and you turn it on against the Seahawks, you have to go in your home opener and you have to beat the Texans. There, there is no other way about it. This is like going back to was it two seasons ago when, was it, or was it last season when we were three and zero by week three? Uh, I just I just can't see how this Broncos team with Russell Wilson goes in to a home opener and loses against the Texans. So I'm, I'm just going to put it out there now. I call them and say we're, we're, we're 2-0, week two. Top of the AFC West. <laughs> we, we should be, as long as everyone turns up and, and does their job. Now, the Texans in Davis Mills have a QB who surprised everyone last year. And he had, I think, um, I, I looked at this, five games where he was over 300 yards which in one one season with the Seahawks was more than Drew Locke has had in his entire NFL career to date. So the, the Texans are also going into the season with not a whole lot to, to lose. Every, everyone expects them to, to not be great. And playing without pressure can be some, somewhat liberating. There, there won't be the intensity that there was the, the last time um, we we played them when obviously you had the whole Kareem Jackson situation. And I, I think that the Broncos will have to make sure that they are up for this game because it could be a sort of a, a trap game and, and you really do want to get off to a fast start. But it is, you look at their roster they are looking to the, the future. They are trying to, to rebuild. They've decided to go with Davis Mills, but given the haul that they got for Deshaun Watson, you know, they have one eye on the, the future. They have their own issues uh, down there with the front office. This absolutely should be a game that the, the Broncos, um, you know, win. But the thing thing about it, the the first home game, the crowd is going to be up for it to, for Russell Wilson. I, I wouldn't expect it to, you know, it's going to take time for the Hackett offense to to really get going. So the it mightn't be as high scoring as you would like. And I saw stats uh, during the week about Aaron Rodgers and the way in which uh, over the course of the last three years he he got quicker releasing the the ball every single year. Um, so I, I expect you'll see an evolution of the Broncos offense. But yeah, I have the Broncos to go 2-0. Stuart, the Texans playing the Colts uh, week one. They get an extra day and lost in terms of rest. Will that play a factor or, or do you think it'll be a 2-0 start? The 
Texans um, are lucky in one regard because this year was a dreadful year for drafting quarterbacks. Next year is a really good year for drafting quarterbacks. And if the Texans aren't picking um, in the top three, I'd be stunned, absolutely amazed. This is about an easier game as we're going to get all season. The only thing might be that there's a little bit of rust um, just because it's so early and the Texans won't have decided to pack it in because they're 0-12 or whatever. But uh, no, this is like, honestly, if we're not winning this by two touchdowns, maybe even a little bit more, that'll be disappointing. Um, this is this this is one of those things where you start to to get it cranked into gear for far tougher tests ahead. Um, I'd expect us to pull away. It might be, you know, the NFL, they're all good players, but I'd expect us to be able to put this one to bed quite early. Um, and uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, there's a far tougher game coming up in week three. So for me, this is just a, glorified training exercise the, the the Texans don't have any talent they don't but Davis Mills great but teams weren't ready for Davis Mills last year they'll be ready for him this year so you'll see him I think tail tail off significantly um, they, they just don't have any players we should be beating these guys by 20 points it's incredible by the third week of the season uh, we're on primetime twice already Sunday night football second game at home against the San Francisco 49ers I think it's it's similar not similar column, but similar in terms of quarterbacks there with Seattle. We don't really know who's going to be starting yet. Is it going to be Jimmy G? Is it going to be Trey Lance? There's people putting money in Vegas and Trey Lance being the MVP of the league this season. I mean, it's silly season as far as I'm concerned. This is a really interesting game because there are many ways that I can see. Like, for example, I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I like the way that the offense can work in San Francisco. Like Debo Samuel... George Kittle coming in to mile high. It it makes you think. I you know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna be really optimistic and say we're gonna win this game for three and go three and oh. And I literally have no reason behind it. This happens every year, and I just like go out in this crazy record and then we lose like six or seven in a row. But I'm gonna say we're three and oh after week three. Uh calm if the Broncos beat the 49ers on Sunday night football in week three, that surely sends a statement out to the league. If they did go three and oh and beat a 49ers team. I, I, I personally think it'll be Jimmy G. It'll be very interesting. Obviously, if they did do that and they did go 3-0, that's a huge statement, but it, it, it will be a tough ask. Despite the fact that the 49ers have had a less than ideal offseason, you would have to say, and, and given what they had to give up for Trey Lance last year, obviously, um, they were... Uh, they didn't have as many draft picks as they would probably have liked. There is the, I, on, I don't like Jimmy G. I, I don't, I don't rate him. I, I think you win in spite of Jimmy G, not because of Jimmy G. But I, I also think it's, it's interesting that they haven't moved on from him as yet. And there are persistent rumors that they didn't want Trey Lance. It was Mac Jones and it was the owner who got involved. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're all these sort of, sorts of stories. I would have thought you'd want to roll with Lance and see what you have, especially as he's on the, the rookie contract. Um, but given Jimmy is apparently not going to be throwing until training camp, um, is, is somebody going to want to ta- take him? Could, could that trade happen maybe in week four, five, six, when somebody um, has a QB go down with, with an injury? 
they Mike McDaniel, I think, is going to be a big loss because he is the one guy who Kyle Shanahan brought everywhere he went, and they did work closely together, and he was very involved in that running game, which is so dynamic, and obviously you saw Debo um, get so involved in last year. Now, will, will getting $25 million a year or, or more mean that Debo is willing to to go in the backfield. We heard at the A, you know, um, over the last few months, he didn't want to um, play um, in the backfield as as much. So that will be interesting to to see what could happen. They've also lost some pieces on on defense, um, and their their defense was exceptional last year. What they did to Green Bay in the playoffs. Um, was quite something and I'm sure Nathaniel Hackett will want to get uh, a little bit of revenge for for that I I don't think that's the way he would have wanted to leave Green Bay with um, his offense um, scoring so few points so this is one where I you know I, I could see it going I, either way, I could see the Broncos at home um, getting the, the victory over uh, a 49ers side who are still, you know, reeling a little bit from the loss of McDaniel and, and maybe things not being sorted out with Debo and maybe Lance finding his feet. But equally, Kyle Shanahan is a magician in, in terms of what he can do on um, in, in terms of scheming stuff up. Let's be let's be positive and say that the Broncos get the the win and they are going to Vegas at three and zero. Stuart, three and zero. I think so, but I think it will be maybe by a field goal. Um, I think that the 49ers have a really good defense. I know, as Colin said, they lost a few pieces and they're expected to cut D Ford as well. But I think their defense has been has been consistently strong over the last couple of years i think the the jimmy g trey lance thing is an interesting one i remember listening to a podcast and chap was explaining and, and it was one of those things where you kind of go there's something about jimmy g i don't particularly like i don't know what it is and um, i can't put my finger on it this guy explained it he, jimmy g cannot throw past the hash marks he just can't he doesn't have the arm strength so you basically lose a huge amount of field and i think that's why if you look at it Trey Lance couldn't be any more different to Jimmy G as a quarterback. He's got a cannon of an arm and he's mobile. I think it's peculiar that, as Colin said, they haven't, you know, anointed Trey Lance at this point. Now, there was talk that he was very raw. Even in college, he was, you know, you could see the rawness there. But when he, you know, you can also see the huge potential. Normally, in a situation like that, it's literally a matter of time before the guy that you spent all that draft capital to move up to get plays. And I think he would give Kyle Shanahan more to play with. He's not going to be as accurate as Jimmy G. The one thing, in fairness, Jimmy G can't throw past the hash marks, but he's incredibly accurate at slants and stuff like that. Um, their running game is very dangerous. They, you know, again, Kyle Shanahan should be the Denver Broncos head coach, should have been for the last couple of years. It's not going gone over that again, but it was a terrible mistake. He's a really good head coach. And I think this will be a very, very close game. Um, but it is one of those ones where you go, if they, if we manage to beat the 49ers again, I presume this is prime time, Nick, is it? Um, that does send out a message. And I think, cause there, there's always these teams that teams that win the off season, you're always kind of waiting for them to fail, you know, and there's always one that does a team that you think, oh, the, like the Browns, um, were the team, you know, it was the year Baker Mayfield spent most of his summer doing ads rather than actually throwing footballs by the looks of things. 
So it's always a team that you're wanting to see who's it going to be. I think if the Broncos go 3-0 after beating a, yet a, you know, another decent team in the 49ers or a very good team in the 49ers, I think that shows that, that we are legit this year. Um, so I think we can win it. I think it might even be overtime. But I think, you know, you're looking at something like 24-21, something like that. Do not be saying overtime is Sunday Night Football with, with our time zone, Stuart. It'll, it'll be good fun. Here, I'm going to go dual here for this next one. We've got, uh, as you boys say, Vegas week four and the Colts week five, Thursday Night Football, right? So first off, if anybody knows me personally, they know how much of a pessimist that I am. And they probably know where this is going. Um, I, I look at that Raiders game now and, and think we're going to lose in Vegas. I don't know what it is. I just have a feeling that Devante Adams is going to turn it on or something. I, I genuinely don't know. They've had a massive offseason on both sides of the ball and in the front office as well with different things going on. This is a big year for the Raiders who ha- have improved and Derek Carr now has 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 the... Was it a three-year deal, wasn't it? Yeah, he got three years. So it's it's all on him this year to, to prove that he's that he's worth that for the team and to try and even get longer in three years. I just, I just have the feeling that we're going to go to Vegas and just... I don't know. I, just, I don't have the confidence at all. And then, so I, I, I'm going to say three and one. And then that, that Colts game is really, really quick turnaround. It's Thursday Night Football. It's on Amazon, but it's on normal TV for us here, which is good. But I, I, I can see the Broncos going to Vegas, losing to Vegas, and then being really fired up and going four and one against a Colts team, which I honestly don't know what to expect, Colm. I don't know how they're going to play this season. They really, like, they've got such a big question mark for me. I just can't, like, is Matt Ryan going to go in and turn it on from day one because of his experience, or how is it going to work? Uh, anyway, look, four and one after week five, I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're saying going in three, I know, could they go into the, the Raiders game 2-1-1? Absolutely, and I do think the Raiders game is going to be a tough one, right? I think um, Josh McDaniel has learned from what his time in Denver was, where almost from day one, it was an abject disaster. So I, I think um, he will have a real point to prove. Um, we have struggled against the, the Raiders in, in recent years. Carr gets the ball out quick. And I, I think that could end up being our, our first loss of the, the season. The Colts, it's, it's a tough one because um, at times last year, the, the Colts looked incredible. And at other times they looked terrible. Uh, a lot of that was on Carson Wentz. Um, and it depends on how much stock you put on Matt Ryan, because at times last year, Ryan played much better than the Falcons record. He just had nothing around him in Atlanta. So I I think these are are two difficult games. Um, if, if we got one win out of them, I could see us losing in, in Vegas and hopefully getting the, the win um, against the, the Colts uh, because I think going to um, LA afterwards, um, even though it'll be a relative home game, it's going to be very, very tough. So I, I'm going to say, yeah, a, lo- a loss to the Raiders and uh win over the the Colts but that is is going to be very very difficult because we have to ensure that we can um deal with Matt Ryan and deal with Jonathan Taylor 
almost forgot about Jonathan Hill for a second. So we're on the same record, four and one after after five weeks. That's like look, look, look at us sinking here. Stuart, do, do you agree with this record, four and one after five, or what, what's your thoughts on both those games? Yeah, I do. I agree. Um, we don't play the Raiders well in their in their stadium. I know their stadium has changed um, recently, but it seems to be a game that we struggle with. Um, I think part of it is that Carr gets rid of the ball incredibly quickly against us. Um, I think that came from Bob Miller uh, probably scrambling his brain a little bit early on in, in, in Miller's career. And I think if you, if you could sort of, I'd say if you tracked the difference in the speed that he got the ball out in the latter part of Vaughn's Denver career, the difference would be huge. So I think we will lose that game. I think, you know, very few teams go undefeated. So there's no great shame in that, even though it is the, Bleeding Raiders, um, but I think then we should bounce back. I, I, I mean, in fairness, as Colin said, Matt Ryan looked awful for periods of, of last season, but he also did look good as well. And the the Colts are a better team than the Falcons were last year. They've got a really good defense. They got one of the best linebackers in the in the NFL, and and Taylor is a guy who can completely take over a game. Um, I mean, he's right up there with Derrick Henry for running backs. He will just literally sort of grab the game by the scruff of the neck and, and just borderline unstoppable when he gets going. But I think we've got to win that game. Um, so, yeah, I'd have us going four and one. Um, I think I may have mentioned in the last podcast, if that game was in Indianapolis, I would probably have us going three and two because we really, whatever about not playing the Raiders well in their stadium, I genuinely cannot remember us ever winning a game in Indianapolis. Um, so I'm glad it's at home. I think this is where home field advantage will really count. So yeah, I'd, I'd have us going four and one, and you know we're we're ticking along very nicely, but there are now some difficult games looming. You're damn right, there's some difficult difficult games looming, some difficult times looming. The Chargers Monday night football again, boys. I'm only I'm really only looking at this now and it's sinking in. We've had so many late games, and um, Justin Herbert's going to turn it on against the Broncos in LA. Going to completely turn it on. Uh, I just. I, I don't think I don't think we go to SoFi and beat the charge. I think we're gonna go with four and two. Colin, what do you think? Yeah, I, I wasn't all that impressed by some of the Chargers early offseason moves. I don't rate Mike Williams. I, I think that they they lack pieces. I, I he's fine. He's he's a WR2 at best. I don't think he's WR1. I think ultimately we got lucky at, at times last year in that I don't think they they put enough around Herbert and you could just run all over them as we we realized uh, when they came to Denver last year and we proceeded to do just that. Um, I I think that they have had a, a very good off, off season and Tom Telesco has done a good job there in terms of the signings. I I, I think it will be a very competitive game because I think there's a, there'll be a recognition that you have to, whoever's going to come out of the AFC West needs to do really, really well in the division. So I expect close game, but unfortunately I think Herbert in his third year and, and what they have um, put around him with, uh, given that they're at home, at home, I expect it to be a sea of, of orange and blue, but I, I do think this Chargers team will unfortunately um, get a, the win over us in SoFi. Stuart, LA Blues? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think they 
they they have addressed most of the pressing issues that they had going into the offseason. Not all of them, but they've addressed most of them. Um, I mean, Keenan Allen is a WR1, in fairness. Um, so I think, you know, they, they've basically bought a defense um, because, you know, Justin Herbert was having to... Justin Herbert, unfortunately, reminded me of a young John Elway at times last year where he was performing miracles week in, week out with not a, not a particularly talented... Uh, cast around and they've gone out and they've 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 basically bought a defense and um, now sometimes these things don't gel but i think what are we looking at now week seven are we into now or, or week six uh, you know at this point you'd expect unless they have crippling injuries that that defense is beginning to to, to start to gel and i think you know herbert is ridiculous it's one of those things where you know, there's been so many, re- like the standard of quarterback play has really gone up in the last few years. The NFL is incredible because, you know, you got guys like Brady and Peyton Manning. Now I know Brady has come out of retirement, Manning has retired. You know, it's got where, where are the next superstar is going to come from? Pat Mahomes comes along. Then, then, you know, Josh Allen comes along. Then Herbert comes along. It's unbelievable, you know. So, unfortunately, the two, two of the best young quarterbacks that the NFL has seen in an awful long time happen to play in our division. That's life. At least we've gone out and done something about it. But I think the fact that we're not going to be able, presumably, to run all over the Chargers, and I don't think anybody's going to be able to run all over them, um, means that they're a much more difficult proposition. Um, they absolutely handed our asses to us last year in this fixture, from what I remember. Um, so I think we're going to probably go out of this one four and two. So we're all sitting at four and two after six weeks. And... We've got a couple of ones before the bye. We've got the Jets in New Jersey, and then we've got the game in London against the Jaguars. I think they're basically beside each other. You know, let's let's look at both of them. For me, first off, with this Jets game, this Broncos team should be beating the Jets, whether it's being being played in New Jersey or whether it's being played in my own backyard or London or Timbuktu or wherever. There's a lot of hype this week around the Jets and around the progression that. They've made in terms of off-season signings, obviously bringing in drafts and Sauce Gardner, uh, and and the whole prospect of, of Zach Wilson going into his second year. I mean, I like Robert Sala, but I, I just don't see how this Broncos team goes into New Jersey and doesn't perform capably enough of of, of actually winning. Like, it, like they have to win this game, right? So if they win that game and go five and two, I think the key to this London game is getting over there early. Why not go over on the Sunday night? Why not lock yourselves away for two or three days? No media, no interviews. Practice on the Wednesday. Give the give the players a couple of days off. Hackett's been over there four times. Peyton's been over. Just just do that there. Actually set the grounds right. And I'm not sure who the Jaguars play before London, but we need to go out there and get accustomed to the the climate, the the time difference, everything. It's it's going to be a six hour time difference uh, at that point in the year. The Broncos shouldn't just be turning that stadium in London, orange and blue. They should be winning that game comfortably against the Jaguars. Uh, and at the bye, which is the end of this, this week's preview in terms of our games for me, um, we're six and two going into a bye. Wow, I mean, like you would take that column and, and run for the hills. Now, I know we could probably watch previous years of this, but six and two would be nice, wouldn't it? Especially after a hangover in London. Yeah, no, it would be. And I think it, it's possibly what you might need to be because that second half of the, the season outside of the Panthers, 
Um, and the the Cardinals, if the Cardinals are their second uh, ha- second half of the season selves, as they tend to to be, every single game is um, one that um, we will get to to next week and, and discuss. But yeah, look, the the Jets should be much improved. They, you know, I, the thing is that they, you know it, it, they they had a they won the draft, but how will those players? translate we are still waiting on jerry judy to have that breakout season and he was you know the the best route runner coming out out of the that draft class well we're still waiting hopefully it will be this year with russell wilson but um transitioning to the to the league is um a lot it, it it's difficult and you never know exactly how it's going to work out you have to be beating the the Jets and you, you do have to be beating the Jaguars if you want to get out of the AFC West. That is the reality of it. And um, these are the, the a couple of the home game as well against the Jets. My bar comes to home yeah. game. It's a, it, so, and the, these are the games that aren't in uh, prime time. Uh, him. So they, that's there for a reason. I think both the Jets and the Jags will be improved from last year. Well, the Jags have to be. I mean, they it was the circus last year. Um, and the fact that they went ahead with the Urban Meyer appointment when everybody knew what it would be like tells its own story. They should be much improved. But even though... Um, you know, they will be nominally the home team at Wembley. It will be a wash with orange and blue, plus, um, you know, fans of the other 30 teams outside of the Jags and the Broncos. So it should not be an in- intimidating one for, for the team. I would love if they took your suggestion. I don't know if they will fly on the, the Sunday night, but that would be great if the, the team were to do that. But Look, we are. This is kind of best case scenario. I think next week will be very interesting to discuss. But I believe that the team can be six and two uh, going um, into that by uh, the first week of November. I love it. I love the optimism, Stuart. Just just to round off for yourself here, six and two. You happy with these two games? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think Michael the the. The slip that you had a little bit earlier on, where you were, sorry, Stephen Jarrett reference there, but the, the moment where you were talking about the Jets game being in New York, I think that would have made it quite a tricky game if it was, sorry, in New Jersey, because mm-hmm. I think the Jets have had a very good offseason. Again, you know, this, it's, it's, nobody gets handed out trophies for winning the offseason, but they've they've done the things that they're, but the, the Jets are in danger of turning into a competent organization. Uh, which is about time because I have a few friends who are long-suffering, and I mean long-suffering Jets fans. But I think they've they've done what they're supposed to do with the young QB. They've given them some weapons. They've got a very good draft. They've got some good pieces in free agency. So I think that would have been a tricky game. And I, I do like Zach Wilson. I think people were very quick to jump all over him last year, and they forget how difficult it can be. Usually rookie QBs who start week one, week two, are been drafted by crap teams and you know, all you have to do is talk, look at Peyton Manning talking about every year he hopes that somebody takes away his rookie interception record. Peyton Manning has still got the rookie interception record, I think. So, you know, that's that's something that I think Zach Wilson is a good QB, but we should beat them in Denver. And I, you know, we, we've long spoken about Trevor Lawrence on here. Trevor Lawrence is a brilliant QB. I think he's going to be, a, he's going to be yet another AFC superstar in a few years. 
Um, but they haven't done enough yet. They'd so much to do. I don't think they were going to be really able to do it in one off season. Um, it could be you're looking now at what's the thing that could undermine us is if they travel too late, you're saying they go over the Sunday, you know, if they stay in Tottenham's complex and they get food poisoning, that's another thing they need to watch out for. Uh, but realistically, they should be beating the Jags in Wembley. It, it won't be a Jaguar. It's a Jaguars home game in name only. Um, and I think six and two, Going into the the halfway point, I know there's 17 games now, but six and two is a very, very good, uh, you know, it, it leaves us in a good place. And I think it's going to be necessary because it gives us a little bit of buffer for what's to come. Because I think the second half of the schedule, I know we're going to talk about it next week, the second half is considerably more difficult. So I think we kind of really need to be six and two at absolute worst five and three coming out of this. Wow, I love how we're all in sync here. This is actually really impressive. Usually we're all over the shop here. So six and two, we will be, we'll be, we will be back uh, next week on, on the show to round up the rest of the season. But I think we're, we're not doing too bad here. Looks like we're going to be coming out with a good record at the end of it. But lads, uh, appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Appreciate everyone listening. Please subscribe to us on the Malhar Report Podcast Network. We'll be back next Tuesday or Wednesday to round off the other games uh, and we'll chat properly more in depth then. Uh, go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.